When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. This is a crowd podcast. You win the fight in the gym, right? You don't win it in the ring. And there is a lot to be said for that with performing. Crowd surfing is really, really relaxing. I really cannot get my head around how you can risk everything on one night. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Hello, Deck. Well, hello, George. How are you? I am really, really good. Yeah? Why are you so well? Well, I'm particularly excited about today's guest, Deck. Okay, right. Yeah, I think this is your doing. Congratulations. Thank You're you. really starting to pay off. Finally, it's only taken nearly 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're setting our stall out for what we want to make the biggest year in this club so far yeah it's gonna be a huge year yeah. uh, big names big guests all that stuff that we're trying big, to pump out big start. prizes big prizes and this is this is a sign of things to come this is the sort of level of guest booking that we want to be achieving this year yes yes it's uh this is big this is big we've got to keep it brief because i think it's going to be a nice long we might even carve this up into a, a two-part yeah deck. it's there's so much gold yeah in this person's brain that we're gonna to have to do this over two two parts I think yeah in them dar heels yeah and maybe we'll make a fight during the course of it right I'll announce it cool. even though everyone who's read it knows who it is yeah. it is Mike Skinner of the streets of oh, the streets fame yeah he's on so you you went and saw him live yeah and then you thought right this guy is perfect to get on this podcast I, I said this if this man doesn't go on the podcast I'll never buy another streets album again in my in my life <laughs> And luckily for him, he came on, <laughs> and here he is. He answered that tweet, did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, should we get into part one? Yeah, let's get to part one. Let's see what he's got to say. Let's do it. We are here in the George Groves Boxing Club. I'm George Groves. What's your name? As ever, with Declan so Taylor, seeing stars episode, and today we have none other than the brilliant Mike Skinner. Does anyone ever add the streets when they introduce you as well? Because are you, is the streets just you or is there like more? It's it's just me, yeah. So uh, if it was Mike Skinner, it wouldn't be Mike Skinner of the streets because you, are the, you are the streets. Yeah, streets I mean, uh, as long as you um, don't call me Frank Skinner, then uh, <laughs> that we're, we're going to get on fine. I, I, was, I was thinking, <laughs> how do we possibly introduce you? Because you're a musician, rapper, although I heard of some, Merkage Dave, you know Merkage Dave. Someone introduced him as a rapper at the start of a thing. Yes. He goes on this amazing rant about, I'm not a rapper. Yes. Yeah. You're a rapper. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm the opposite end of that to, to Merkage Dave, where he feels like boxed in mm. by being called a rapper, understandably. But I just want to be a rapper. <laughs> That's and all you've ever wanted. No one ever calls me a rapper, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, <laughs> 
No, I'm uh, whatever whatever you say I am okay. is, is what I am. I read in an article that you're a quixotic everyman. Do you like that? I mean... The, the uh, quixotic everyman, Mike Skinner. Yeah. That's you need to elaborate on that for not me. Not frank. Quixotic sort of means like uh, a forward thinker, but also slightly kind of... It, it comes from Don Quixote. Yeah, right? yeah. That's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but slightly unrealistic, sort of Which uh, is, whimsical. Yeah. Yeah. Sound about right? Totally unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. But we, we get there in the end. Mm. Yeah, I kind of wanted to be a really straight up guy when I was younger. And uh, I could never be that. Like I want, like I had, you know, I wanted to be like in the SAS or something like that. But um, I am the opposite. Like couldn't be any further mm. from someone in the SAS. You're a rapper. Uh, well, but I sort of pretend to be in the SAS. <laughs> How? Via music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think in, in, a, in a, uh, an interrogation, I'd fall to pieces and and start singing. Hmm. How are you, how are you, <laughs> <laughs> how are you in the SAS in, in form of, in the form of music? Well, I sort of, I sort of, paint. yeah, so it's kind of, well, it would be the opposite, wouldn't it? It would, you know, I, I feel like, well, I don't know, but I feel like those guys are really tough and sort of pretend to be invisible. Yeah. And I'm like not tough, but sort of telling everyone about it. Very visible. Yeah, visibly untough. Yeah, like like the uh, like an actor, really. You know, playing the part of being someone who is uh, cool and uh, and together. Mm. You're an actor who gets to choose what they act. Yeah, so you you know, mm. yeah. And that's no, fun. All, all, and how long does it take you to decide, or is this this you? This is instinctive, like. Yeah, I mean, I think authenticity in art is actually about being true to what you love because that never changes. To put it another way, you're the opposite of who you want to be, right? But when you write a song or, or do any kind of uh, storytelling or whatever, you're sort of telling the story about the person you want to be. So in that sense, you know, all, all music, if you go backstage at a music festival, there's like every kind of musician there, right? You, you have one door, open one door, you've got a, a rapper. Open another door, you've got an indie band that are saving the world um, by being carbon neutral. And then, and then, you know, you've got punk bands. Like, all of them are the same in the sense that they're all go on, they all go on stage in their sort of outfit. As you get older, I think it becomes more obvious, maybe to yourself. But musicians come from all different backgrounds, wildly different backgrounds, and then they sort of end up on a stage, sort of going, "Oh, Doing I'm, some music. I'm like I'm a tough rapper, and I'll kill you," or "Or we all need to love each other." And actually, they're more similar than they are different, really, because hmm. they're on a on a stage telling you about it. I don't yeah. think I've heard that street song. The "I'll Kill You" one. It's it coming. It's coming. Twenty twenty five. People will be listening, and being like, "How have you two on a boxing podcast, managed to convince Mike Skinner to come in. So just a bit, I think we should mention Tim. Tim Viggan, your manager. Yes. Big boxing fan, listener of the show. He is also friends with Chris Billum-Smith, who is a super fan. Yeah. He reckons he's been to see the streets 10 times. He uh, also messaged me saying, can you just try and drop in as many streets lyrics into this podcast as possible? Okay. And I said, sorry, I can't, I can't do it. Because would you have twigged on and would you have left? If you just start hearing sort of random streets lyrics dropped in 
Uh, well, I probably wouldn't have twigged. You wouldn't to have be even honest. noticed. No, <laughs> no. Um, As it comes to this, but, uh, I always, I always, I always tell my children it's it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm. You know, if, if you if you've just had a fight with your sister and you get told to say sorry and you go sorry. It's doesn't, not really sorry, count, is it? Does it? No. Yeah. So it's it's. Ha I think I think there's people out there that are so charming they can literally say whatever they, you know, when you see nice people and they say really wild things. Thank you. Does that you sound? Yeah. Thank yeah. You. I'll take that. Um, comebacks. Uh, you've made one. Well, the streets have made yeah. one from an album perspective. We're used to in boxing. I was saying George Foreman had a ten year comeback. This is twelve years between your your two albums. Your and your latest one. Mm. What I'm interested in, those 10 years, you're obviously busy doing stuff. Mm. At what point are you going, I, don't, I know what I need. I know what the world needs is another streets album. How long ago did that process begin? Well, well, actually, the reason that there is a streets album is because there's a streets film. So That's, film came first? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've said this a few times, but the reason I stopped doing the streets was to make a film. And the reason I started doing the streets again was to do was to make a film so it's it's all been about making a film i just didn't know what the hell i was doing really <laughs> and and so but what happens when you do an album you promote the album people review the album and so uh yeah it's 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 a comeback um and i get i get sent some some free clothes which is great what's the best bit you know, you got? when when you start having like you know, when you start doing interviews and stuff, people sort of PRs, you know. Oh, yeah, we'll send him some uh, boxer shorts. So, yeah, <laughs> bring much, it on. Bring on the, how much, bring on the George uh, Foreman. Yeah, how much um, How much stuff have you got? Like, No, no, I mean, it's it's uh, like it's just one of those things. in the last couple of months, how much free stuff have you got? Uh, well, you I'll give it to Deck. No, I'm just saying. Asking, I'm just saying. Like, intensely. You've probably got everything. I think it's important to know when to take the piss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm building up. I'm building up to something really, really good and free. You know, nice. Like um, maybe a car or something that would be good. But mm -hmm. as for everything else, I think it's good to be authentic. So this time round, you've got 12 years out and you've decided, right, the album's got to come out. I've got to have to do some, some new material to help with the film. What's different than what was done 12 years prior? Or is it all the same? Like, do you feel the same? So obviously you grow up as a person, you go through experiences and changes. You might have had kids in the, in the meantime or your kids have got older. Mm. Perspectives might have changed. Is that... Is that fun to do something new or is that difficult because people want what it was before? Have I you mean, got to keep the same look even? Yeah, I don't, I don't really... Um, the only thing I really think about is sort of how... Whether the songs are any good. Like, I think about that a lot. And DJing actually is really good at, at, at letting you know whether the songs are any good. I mean, they have to be kind of nightclub-y type songs most of the time. And then the rest of it, I don't really, uh, I don't pay any attention to. I, I mean, I think having, having sort of been, been successful, or certainly having had, been in the newspapers for a while when I was younger, you don't, I don't have that, you know, when I was younger, I was like, I really, I was always a musician. You want to have a number one record. And I think when you have a number one record, you don't really, um, it doesn't make you feel any any better, really. Like, I don't really care, to be honest, about stuff. 
like and 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 that's only i think you can only really get that if you've you've experienced a lot but whether people like the songs and and the other things that you do you know the like the film that i've done and stuff like that yeah i think about that a lot but i mean that's it's kind of like if if you it's only really matters that you beat people in a fight doesn't it yeah. do you know what i mean the rest of it is kind of like is all quite fun well that that's quite simple for me in that you know i can just well would have been for me when i was boxing if i win that i can measure success in that way yeah whereas everything about what you do is a performance like yes. so i'm trying to perform i want to entertain people want people to enjoy it yeah but i've had occasions where i've walked out for a fight and everyone's booing me yeah yeah now i'm assuming you've never had that you know because <laughs> why are people come to see you just to boo you but that happens in boxing it doesn't really happen in music but, i wouldn't yeah. have thought so are you always yeah performing and therefore needing the crowd sort of on your side I, I i i never wanted to be a performer and and i but i don't even think performers think about it in that way do you not yeah because i mean that's amazing some, some some of them, that's some the of dream them. like yeah. what you were like no i dream about stage. i dream about what you have which is simplicity right it's like <laughs> we, we we have to sort of be we have to be nice like artists have to be nice right you yeah. can't just we can't just beat someone in the ring and and be like well i don't i mean it must be great if people are booing you but then you win yeah like that must be the best i've had that that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool but i couldn't do that <laughs> you know when you were getting booed though the, the, the frotch fight for instance first one mm. did you want to be you didn't want to get booed did you it's not like you were the no, heel you, and you were I mean, like you boo me yeah yeah I, I never, that wasn't you no no no, no i don't think anyone really does that stuff mm. people who get booed a lot you say oh i just i don't care as long as they're there or you know i revel in the booze but you don't but it can make you a little bit detached from the audience at times yeah because you're like <laughs> they cheer me they boo me sometimes i don't show up yeah whereas like your your job is to always go there and like take the roof off you know give people that that yeah, rush but, or but, do you but have to approach that differently so you know you know you know you, you win the fight in the gym right you know you don't win it in the ring and there is a lot to be said for that with like performing mm -hmm. because if you've made a song that's really popular i mean i'll give you an example i did a song called take me as i am with chris lorenzo and i and i from the very first moment i knew it was really special because i was playing it uh, in like nightclubs and stuff so in a sense you know when when we play that song at the end of the show it's kind of, it's relatively new i mean it's newer than than the other stuff but we we've already won before before we play that song we've already won it's not like we're playing this song and everyone's yeah. loving it it's like they already they came to the show loving it in a sense if you've sold someone a ticket successfully you've already won it you just it's it's really the mindset i guess is to not fuck it up is to not to completely mess it up because yeah. if, if you actually present what they've come to see well enough and you're a nice person i think it's it, f it feels to to an audience it feels like you're being given a show but i think when you're on stage you're just giving people what they came to hear mm. in in a way that doesn't make it sound worse than it did 
when they listen to it at home. So they're exactly expecting that. And when they watch you, they're doing quite the opposite because no, you can't. Nobody really knows what's going to happen in that in that in a fight. Yeah, it's going to be point. whether you're going to win or not. I mean, what yeah. I would really like to see actually is is two bands on stage at the same time. Yeah, like fight, fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being like, who's got better songs? That that I'd pay to see that. What as is in that like? They're gonna have battle. Yeah, like a clash. Well, I, I, yeah, a well, yeah, like exactly yeah, like yeah. a sound clash. Yeah. Which two bands would you? We're gonna get onto that. You could have a festival with like two stages facing call each it other, and depending on who who's <laughs> facing what direction is the winner. That I mean, that would feel like I would. Oh, I so would like go on the stage. Crowd, the crowd are gonna be the the so gauge of the stage who's behind win. the crowd. Yeah. And the stage in front of the crowd. Yeah. And whoever's like better. <laughs> Oh, so you just yeah, playing no, people's just face backs. whichever way you people want. People just play. If you're the losers, people are just their backs to you. Yeah, you'd have like oh, you know Oasis versus the Rolling Stones. Yeah, you know. And, Who reckon wins that? I mean, um, I would, I would prefer Oasis myself, but you know, mm. it's um, it's my generation, isn't it? Yeah, no, that was the Who. <laughs> you having that? Yeah, Thank good. you. Uh, uh, and is it true? Did you bring us this candle? I saw it on our script. Candle. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the can. It's called. It it's great. called. It's called too much yayo, and it has notes of like petrol. It's actually That's the um, first gift we've received in this studio. Can you believe it? I, th I think. Um, I think gifts. I've got a friend actually who, um, who who brings gifts a lot, and it's so nice. I've brought uh, Mike a gift. Have you? Yeah. I wish I had. No, uh, I forgot that. You ain't getting one. Not yet. <laughs> no. Um, on the subject of the of the the comeback and the album. Um, so the the film sort of provoked the album. Yes. We're going to get another film, another album. Like, is it impossible to say at this point? Like, what's left in the? No, I mean, I, I I think I would probably end up doing another film and album. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I can't imagine it right now, but I've been doing it long enough to know that even when you are really really tired, you always recover. Uh, which is to say that it's been really tough doing the film. Was it? It's the hardest thing I've ever done by a long way. Would you say, would you compare making the film um, to maybe making the music and therefore like a boxing camp? You know. Yeah, but but right. it's kind of you've it's, gone into you've gone into camp. You, this is yeah, where yeah. the work is done. I mean, for me, it, it was just the amount of time that it went on for. There was no like individual job that was actually impossible to do but there was just so much of it and I've never had it before in my life where I've had to regulate the, the story in my head like like I've always been able to see the light you know if I'm making an album it's like well I've just got to do these 10 songs and I can see them I know what they're all about just have to finish them so and even if it takes two years it's like all i'm doing is finishing these songs mm. and you sort of kid yourself to thinking that that you're going you're closer than you are which actually is good because it keeps you going whereas with the film it was obvious that i was years away you know i'm sitting there i'm like i've got no sort of input coming in from the outside world but i'm on this road now for years like is that a, is that through choice having no, no one yeah, else yeah I mean there was input. no there was no other option no no one wanted to give us any money to do it so it wasn't like it was either do it or do it or, or don't do it um, do it all or don't do it there was no other option I, I, I and I wanted it that way but I've never had it where in my life before where I've had to say this is going to take years but 
only look at what's in front of you now sort of thing mm. and sort of like it's kind of a it becomes a mental health thing and I don't mean that in a flippant way but it's like you're you're not managing the job that you're doing you're managing your head which I've never really but I guess you probably have that a lot though don't you yeah but we never had anything that was uh, years away yeah so yeah. you know a fight might be a couple of months away and maybe that was that'd be much easier to sort of get your your head around. Yeah. Like, well, and it comes up real quick. Yeah. So you've got to yeah. be switched on. You can't let anything slide. And then depending on who you are, but if you had a like a usually you'd have a trainer. Yeah. And then now people have you know conditioning coaches. So yeah. they're sort of steering you in the right direction anyway. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of the, the creative work, which yeah. I think might be a little bit of pressure yeah. is actually taken away from you because you're just like, go out and do it, go out and do it and just follow you, instructions. Um, so, I mean, I, I um, perform on a stage and I feel like it's much different to in my head to how people would imagine it would be. We look at sports people and we think that they're all, they've got this sort of focus and all this. Are you thinking about like really mundane? Because I, I think about really mundane things um, sometimes when you're performing At, yeah when I'm performing or or, or even like yeah sometimes because because I have to take breaks if I'm doing a show there's moments that are I guess difficult and then there's moments that I can kind of relax but you have to be able to relax right you can't concentrate for like that much time mm. but I, I often yeah I do, I do think about sports people like do you, do you, because it's one thing to say you, you get in the mindset, but you, you can't fool yourself, can you? Like you're going out there and that person's trying to beat you and you're trying to beat that person. You, you can switch off. Like you yeah. do go into a lull and I don't know where that, you know, so you've got to, you've got to train it up where you can stay switched on. And usually yeah. the bigger the fight or the tougher the fight, the easier it is to stay switched on. Yeah. But I had... 32 professional fights yeah, so yeah. only 32 times I actually boxed and went out and did it yeah imagine if I'd done it 300 times yeah I'd be much more likely to slip into that you know that mundane thought process yeah, yeah. like oh what was my room number at the hotel did I put the dry cleaning in or did I <laughs> did it yeah. still happen yeah. though in, in your fights yeah loads you loads. Slip, slip away sometimes yeah so like the whole what do you think about <sighs> anything I don't know <laughs> just see like it's just day you could be you could be just daydreaming yeah you yeah, could be daydreaming yeah. because you're you're on the sort of autopilot yeah. through your training and I always wondered what it would be like to be a musician and be on stage whether you yeah you automatically go on to autopilot or do you always have to react with crowd so you have to be sort of engaged because we don't no, think about the crowd at all what we think about is the person in front of you so you've got to be yeah. reactive to them yeah and you don't know if people are enjoying it or not or you get a yeah. sense of yeah. it but you don't care whereas yeah i mean when, when i'd say probably the most musicians are a bit like that you know my bass player he doesn't really look up uh, he sort of often doesn't really know what happened you know because he's He's doing his job, right? So he's, he's looking at the bass guitar. Yeah. Um, but my job is kind of to shout and scream and, and make it all look fun. So I am looking at the crowd, but only because that's my like bass guitar, if you like. It's kind of like the people. But, but um, one thing I would say that's, diff was, that's totally different is that I win 
in the studio kind of thing like like yeah. we i sit there for months writing songs and if you end up with a some good songs that, that are really working i've already won the fight before i get in you know the, the ring so i'm really just i'm celebrating what's already happened but whereas you're not you're you're like in the studio and performing at the same time mm. yeah. it's interesting you could you, with everyone watching you yeah you've won but you could lose still so you've already won but if you turn up and people hate it you could lose no, but still. The, the, it, the, the just, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like that. Like they've, if you sell yeah. a gig. You've won. They've, you've won. Mm. If, if they buy the tickets, you've already won. And I mean, you'd have to be pretty incompetent, I think, to mess to like, <laughs> To lose that. Do you, yeah. you, know, you have shows that are better than others, worry, yeah? No, what you worry about. Yeah, yeah, you worry about stuff going wrong. That's all I worry about. Or just like, you know, I've, you know, I've been to see bands and you like you can tell sometimes it's it's been better than others you know mm. yeah. maybe one the lead singer's in a better headspace mm. yeah maybe he's not he's got his drug habit hasn't yeah. sort of crept in or whatnot. yeah or tired you know if yeah. you're on the tail end of a of a tour you've been up and down the country yeah yeah I mean what's that like do you have to do you have to literally get yourself fit and healthy to go on tour yeah I mean in a similar way yeah you, yeah you do I rehearse a lot like we, we pretty much spend nearly a month rehearsing because because I, I hate that feeling of like not knowing. Is that the same as is? I'll just imagine like shadow boxing mm. and then fighting. Yeah. But it's it's a lot. I think it's a lot more. Being a musician is much more. I think it's much more ordinary than you know. Like you, when you watch a gig. You're, you're designed to feel emotional, right? You know, it's all these like chords and melodies and bright flashing lights and stuff. It's all sort of designed to make you feel emotional. But if you're the one, you know, turning on the flashing lights or or singing the melodies, you're, you're just trying to sing it right. Like when I'm DJing, that is actually more creative in a way because I've got no idea what song I'm going to play next. I mean, not that anyone cares, but, but um, <laughs> it is a feeling of like, what am I going to do next? Whereas when I'm doing the streets, I'm really just trying to do almost the same as we did last night, but but better and more relevant to here. Yeah. So it so it's probably the closest I've ever been to being an athlete in the sense that you don't want to run out of breath. You know, you, you want to sort of hit your marks and, and hit them better than you did last night. Famously now, it's a very physical show for you. Like you're crowd surfing maybe for half mm. of it or like many numbers you're mm. up and like 20 meters away. Like it's not mm. just jump on and get off. Mm. I mean, it looks physically taxing. No, crowd surfing is really, really relaxing. <laughs> if, if, if you, um, yeah. It's, People it's, are nicking your shoes well, it's, it's It's that thing, isn't it? It's kind of, if, if, you, if you relax into it, it's actually like being weightless, really. It's if you if you try and fight it, it becomes really. Uh, I guess it's like surfing, mm -hmm. you know. If you fight it's the like waves, <laughs> <laughs> don't fight the waves. Actually, what was really really tough on this tour was just getting in the crowd. Just getting in the crowd is really tough going because everyone. It's like everyone's pushing you all over the place, and you're sort of you're basically like wrestling with 
you know, with sort of 5,000 people. Mm. That's, you get out of that and you're just like, oh my God. You know, you know when you're sort of like, well, doing boxing training where you literally can't lift your arms, you're so tired. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Did you prep for that? Yeah. Like you in the gym doing, like, how do you prep? Do you just get in 10 blokes and be like, can you hold me up? Yeah. To no, there's, there's nothing as professional as that. <laughs> yeah, my, I tend, my, my, um, my peak fitness is at the end of a tour because it's every night you're just complete like you you can't you can't really simulate that level of you you go in the crowd you're completely fucked you get out and then you've got to sing a song you can't not sing the song <laughs> so it's kind of like you would never do that in the gym like if i was in the gym mm. i'd be like well i'm gonna have a lie down now i literally can't stand up yeah. so like you can't you don't have that choice mm. You know, as I'm sure you're aware of. Yeah. Mm. You, so, in at the start, like in the Ali Pali show, anyway, that I saw, you're literally finding someone, and you're like, yeah, yeah, scoping yeah. someone who looks kind of big and strong. And <laughs> yeah. You can handle me Mate, for this bit, honestly. So, you, you do that, and you the like di the difference. Honest, I can't tell you the difference when you're on someone's shoulders. The difference between someone who is fit and someone who isn't <laughs> can you is, can feel is, it? is massive. Well, it's, it's you can feel it in the sense that they can't like. like I had a guy in uh, Norwich who literally held me on his shoulders for like two songs. And I was like, this is great. Mm, like, I mean, it's the best night of his life, I'm sure. Bournemouth, I think then Bournemouth was the next night. Fuck me. I ended up on like three different people's shoulders because none of them could hold me for more than about 30 seconds. <laughs> I guess it was a Friday night in Bournemouth though, so. <laughs> I was thinking that, like, like go to a- Never go, skip leg day. Go yeah. to a stress gig and get you crowd surfing. Like that is bucket list stuff. But at the same time, they're like, I'm fucking missing the show here because he's up there. I can't even see what's yeah. happening. I'm, I'm just, just, trying, to, I'm just trying to save money, to be honest, because- <laughs> Uh, they quoted us in the round and it was it was fucking millions <laughs> instead of instead of like Adele you know building a stage in the middle just get on someone's shoulders yeah and go out and do it looks the same yeah you mentioned there that there's hard bits and there's easy bits in the show mm. the hard bit like what are the hard bits is that what you're saying the uh, so the new, new songs definitely are they new songs are hard yeah yeah old songs I can do in my sleep but it's, it's so like remember, remember the words remember the yeah the rhythm no, and there's no way around it really it's just 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 um, you just have to keep doing it over and over again and um, yeah it's it, the old ones I can literally, I mean, that's, that's when I'm really daydreaming at that point. I can literally, mm. I can literally just, I mean, one, one of the things actually I do in rehearsals is it, if I can have, like if I can write a, a WhatsApp conversation while I'm singing the song, then I know it well enough. It's that thing, you know, when the sort of the adrenaline kicks, it's like suddenly you can only think about one thing. Yeah. And it's like your mind just disintegrates, doesn't it? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how how much more your mind works when you're relaxed compared to, you know, with adrenaline. There's nothing worse than that feeling when you realize you don't know how to do your job well enough. When, when you're on stage, you, you can't do it. So, um, so yeah, practice. But yeah, so new, new songs, new songs, you, you just have to think about them more. And then for me, it's kind of like the, the crowd surfy bits or the, you know, so I do this thing where I get the crowd to split in the middle and then I run up the middle and surf back to the front. And, and I tend, to, I think about that a lot. Um, Moses. Until it's happened, yeah, yeah. Until it's until I've sort of successfully done it and not died. Oh, that's like hanging over your head during the show. I'm yeah, so, I'm do yeah, the Moses so once bit. I've sort of decided what I'm going to do, which is generally probably in about the first third of the show, 
I've worked out what I'm going to do. And then it's a case of just doing it and, and not causing any injury or... Um, None, none that has happened yet. You haven't hurt anyone yet. There, there no was there was one there was one night in um, Glasgow. I was crowd surfing and and everyone fell over basically, which is really bad. Right? Okay, uh, don't uh, laugh. That's terrible. Uh, no, no. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's it's one of those things. You think how dangerous can people be? Really, it's just they're all they're like soft, right? People are soft. Mm. Yeah. If you've got right. like a thousand of them and they fall over, and you're underneath, and I ended up like on the floor. And I'm, I really, I had this really weird memory. There was a girl, girl, just like a punter. I'd ended up on the floor next to her. And we sort of, we were lying on the floor and, and there was just all these people on top of us. And I looked to her and we both had this sort of like, oh shit, this is how it happens. Like this is, you know, like sort of final destination mm. shit. You're mm. like, this is the oh, bit. And it, I, like I'm looking into the eyes of this complete stranger. And we're both kind of thinking, we, this, this might be it. And it was only, you know, before it sorted itself out, it was probably 10 seconds or something. But it's in that time, it was like, fuck, wow. this is really bad. Is this when and the movie everyone, idea kicked in? <laughs> this is like... <laughs> I bet you're wondering Everything's how I a got into story. this. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind a bit, let's go, yeah, let's, yeah, Goodfellas, basically. Yeah. How did they sort that? Because oh, that's the problem the when you've got that many people. Yeah, no, I mean, they very quickly just got up and, and it was absolutely fine. Okay. And we we um, did and, the next song. Yeah, I mean, Dry I jumped eyes, yeah, Birmingham. Yeah. I dislocated my shoulder in Birmingham. Oh, but that was um, that was entirely my fault. I um, it was it was the first night of the tour as well, which was horrendous. But yeah, just um, jumped in. But for some reason, I had my arms out like that, which I mean, I, no one's ever taught me how to crowd surf. There isn't a there isn't a masterclass you can do. Right. Um, just we, we usually start with this in these episodes, Mike, where we ask out of 10, how big of a boxing fan are you? I remember one of your lyrics was, you don't know the first thing about football. Yeah. Do you know the first thing about boxing? I, um, I know the first thing about boxing. What is yeah. that? Um, well, I, I, I think, I think with, with all things, it's, it's much more simple that, I mean, the, the humanity of it is... I, I, I just can't get my head around. I really cannot get my head around how you can risk everything on one night. I think that's what makes people so unbelievably passionate about it. It's, the, it's kind of, um, there isn't really anything as extreme in that sense. You know, mo most people have jobs, don't they? And they sort of, their, their value is like turning up and and doing their job. But this is like everything in one, I guess it's, I guess if you fight twice a year or whatever, then I guess it's not as extreme as that. Well, it is, you do risk everything every time and then three months later you do it again. Yeah, because if you lose, um, it could be curtains, you know, as well as the health. health that, yeah, yeah, the yeah. health, yeah. Um, I had a dislocated shoulder once. Yeah. 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 Was that in Birmingham? Uh, it wasn't in Birmingham, it was, it was, almost, it was almost crowd surfing to be honest. <laughs> but um, was so, yeah. that in the ring or yeah in yeah. a fight yeah so, so how does that well, you just ended up like I just punched hit. it out of its socket oh wow mate I thought you were dancing yeah wow. I thought you were taking the piss and you're like oh his shoulder's hanging out yeah yeah um, but did he go back in alright no he didn't go back in so it stayed oh. out yeah. for the rest of the fight yeah and then they put it back in that night but Manchester mate, the, 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 the pain 
was didn't, just... I mean, we didn't get it. I mean, I don't know if your adrenaline was pumping by the time you were performing. Uh, even, even when I got back to the stage, I was like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable pain. Um, and luckily it was the end of the show, right? Cause, right but, yeah. but I'm... I, I, but I mean, you, that's what you do, right? Is deal with unbelievable pain. Yeah, you, you had Chris Eubank tugging on, on it. Uh, yeah, well, I was, yeah, I was fighting Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it was, it was near the end of the fight, like near the end of your yeah. show, which yeah. was handy. <laughs> but by the time we got uh, in the changing room, yeah, that's like the adrenaline's starting to wear off now. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. straight in an ambulance to the, to the hospital, and by the time in the ambulance, like, I'm in agony. Yeah. Uh, most painful. They give you balloons as well. No, I didn't get the, them. The, the, oh, you know, the they give you the. They basically give you balloons. No, yeah, yeah. Gas and air. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing because the doctor was like, "No, you need to, you need to, you need to breathe harder, breathe harder." And I was like, "But am I going to be right?" And he's like, "You're fine, breathe harder." He's like, <laughs> "Yeah." Being told by a doctor to, to go harder on the balloons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you you did you went to some Amir, so you've been to some fights in your time and Amir yes. Khan, you and Amir Khan. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I did the um, the Reebok thing with with at uh, the same time as Amir Khan so we used to hang out a bit did you um, well you know I mean I would uh, we yeah we, we would um, I went to, yeah I went to see him fight a couple of times and uh, went to Belfast one night that was uh, that was pretty wild who was that maybe was that Paul McCloskey maybe or was that the one yeah it was the one with um, um, Big Daz was on the yeah, uh, yeah tell me he, about Big he, like, Daz he like puked up in the corner of the ring <laughs> And then sort of carried on. Was this an early fight? Because Tim said yeah, this. Yeah, this said, was Tim like, said, ask Mike about Big Daz. Yeah, Who's no, Big Daz? Well, I, I was hoping you'd be able like, to help me. try and find it? A boxer. He, so someone, yeah, so you're saying someone... It was like so a someone, heavyweight thing, but it was like... It must have um, been on the undercard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like okay, one of, let the, me try it and one find of it. the first fights. But uh, yeah, he, it, <laughs> he I just remember up. thinking like, yeah, that is... Yeah, what sort of year are we talking? So yeah, this would have been... Yeah, because this would have been actually when it was really, really... I, I had to I moved to America for a while because because uh, it was a bit mad so that yeah that would have been like 2006 or something 2006 so I'm going to find it so he boxed at the at, in Belfast yeah 2006-ish these are all way I mean he was on a bit of a world oh King's Hall here we go Laszlo Comjathy 2006 is who Khan boxed oh Harrison. do you know who boxed that night is Danny Williams and he boxed a guy called Adnan Serin, who retired. That was the heavyweight fight on that on that card. Well, there's Darren Morgan, big. Da He's a heavyweight. Martin yeah, Rogan it. against Darren Morgan. So it could I think be that. that's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was a three and zero guy against a four and zero guy. Good fight. So four and f uh, four rounder. <laughs> so Big Daz threw up, did he? Yeah, in the corner. Shout yeah. out Darren Morgan if you if you're watching. Yeah, uh, he's inactive now, according to Boxer. Does that not? Uh, does does one not puke? I mean, no. <laughs> I've seen it in the amateurs. I don't think I've seen yeah. it in the pros. Mm. I had a piss once on, on like behind the stage. Yeah, what like Soft during stage. the show, just run off quick. Yeah. Mm. Never puked. Did you get frowned, is that frowned upon or is that just... I mean, people are sort of, they're kind of trying to do their jobs, right? Yeah. So you're basically just sort of, you know, be like going and pissing over there. Right. <laughs> no, because We've all like, done it. <laughs> but you know, if this was live, yeah. you know, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Exactly. Something only got to happen once and then you make a provision for it. Yeah. So yeah. did you have like a little bucket from shows no, 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 after that? No, I just went and pissed on the side No, but the like the next show, it's like, well, you might need a piss yeah. again. Well, this, this was a festival. It was a festival in Sydney. Yeah. So, uh, so it, so it wasn't, wasn't really my stage. <laughs> it's a long way away. And they're yeah. probably still talking about it to this day, to be honest. Mm. 
No, it was it was not. Um, it was rude and it was uh, it was not called for. <laughs> but golfers do it, don't they? Yeah, so golfers always do it. Getting big big trouble. Yeah, like running off in the on oh, a, like yeah, famous course yeah. having a piss behind a tree. Much the same, really. Much exactly the same. So you said the work is done in this, you know, behind the scenes in the studio. Yeah, I mean, me- mentally, it, yeah. Men- mentally, that's how it feels. It feels like it's only to lose rather than win in a good way. Yeah, like you're not there to win; you're there to like not fuck it up. So, so my my, my primary thinking, or is is what's going to go wrong mm-hmm. that's you know and when stuff doesn't go wrong like with Ali Pali it went well it's um, the champagne will spray yeah because you know at the end of that show I've always wondered this sorry George is when you uh, you know when you go this is one of the best shows we've ever done yeah and I'm always like he probably said that last night no in, no no no, no I, I, ne- I never I never lie like that mm. never and what um, makes it a good show then like obviously nothing went wrong, um, but what? Go, yeah, nothing went go, wrong. Wow, this is amazing. I mean, it's near to your home. I suppose it's always. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was there was <laughs> lots. Of, there were lots. Yeah, it was easy walk home. Yeah. That's main. You know, primary. Uh, what makes it the? I don't know. I mean, it was. Um, the the set was 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 really good. I think you know the order of the songs. That's. You know, there's no sort of loss of energy really. Um, and and yeah, I mean, when I say nothing went wrong, I guess what I am saying is is that everybody functioned to their highest ability. I mean, for me, it's like, uh, were there any like awkward silences? Do people get the sort of, you know, when you have a a big moment, do do people dance and jump around and stuff? Uh, I mean, get, get, we had this like drone thing as mm. well that was flying around. No, yeah, no, nothing, absolutely nothing. Actually, one thing did go wrong. Um, I ended up throwing the shoe into the crowd because everyone was constantly trying to get my shoes. And I was so happy that no one had got my shoes. I was like, I'm going to throw my shoes into the crowd and then I'm going to go and get them back. <laughs> and uh, the, sh- the throw was just atrocious. <laughs> absolutely yeah. a try I mean if I was oh. yeah it was so embarrassing yeah. it was like it's sort of yeah I think throwing a shoe That's in my defence is harder than it looks what I should have done is I should, should have, have thrown it like a, like a rugby ball yeah or laces you know sort of laces would have been one. good but I think I should have sort of almost like a dart mm. and sort of what did you go but for? But I ended up sort of, I think it was underarm. It yeah, it was terrible. underarm. And it's it ended up sort of flipping, sort of high, almost yeah. going. Like, Landing back on your foot. Yeah. It went about sort of 10 feet in front of me, mm. whereas it should have gone. Yeah. It should have been my, my. Uh, at that point, I was so happy that everything had gone so well. That could have been. So you purposely the, the high didn't point let of it my finish career. perfect mm. so that. Subconsciously. Right subconsciously, I mm. think my. Uh, and that, that was when, those the streets Reebok classics, right? So yes, the, the good ones. The, the the only ones. Yeah, yeah, the only so ones. Someone, did you get them back? No, of course I didn't. No, of course you didn't. Do you ever get them back? I did, I was getting them back. Yeah, I, someone stole them in Liverpool. I got them back. Yeah, I mean, um, it was important though because there were only one pair of these fucking shoes, and I wasn't really supposed to be wearing them, but I was so happy with them that I was wearing them. Uh, so yeah it was really important that I not lose them mm-hmm. but then at the end I was like well let's celebrate life 
Do you have spare ones in the change room to get home in? No, no, no. I was literally there's there's I was literally in the after party with with no yeah. shoes or socks. To be honest, they had the socks as well. So no, was it wasn't. I wasn't like joking. No. There was like there were no other shoes. I would have had to have gone home and got shoes and come back. <laughs> So there we go. You need a, you need a bucket to piss in. Yeah, put the shoes in there. Right, this is going well, Dick. Yeah. Has it's... it come to this? <laughs> Do you want more? Oh, I want more. Is that a sweet right. song? Dry your eyes, mate. Yeah. We're going to get off. Right. So hold it there. Go check out part two.